How long we've known each other, Ken? I ever break a promise to you? I will put you in the driver's seat at Le Mans. You just shut your mouth and let me do my thing. All right. Morning, Shelby. Morning, Molly. Fuck yours. I'll go to hell. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics. My name is Christian, and as always, I'm gathered uh, here today, today with Devin. How are you doing today, buddy? Not too bad. How about you? I'm I'm doing pretty good, man. I just got out of the movies seeing uh, Ford v. Ferrari. Um, it was definitely very interesting. I liked it a lot um it did run a little long for me but we'll get into that here in a little bit um everyone we are going to be reviewing for v ferrari and as well as charlie's angels the new charlie's angels um this is going to be more of a double feature review since these were the only two movies we really cared about seeing this weekend I and i think we i think we might agree on one and then we might have a bit of a disagreement on the other we'll yeah see. yeah so that, that'll be very interesting to, uh, to dive into and before we begin into today's reviews uh you can listen to uh the film optics on spotify apple Podcasts, google play stitcher and anchor um and you can also follow us on twitter at film optics optics is spelled o-p-t-i-x so um <clears throat> let's just dive in uh, we'll just go over, we'll do Ford v. Ferrari first, and then we'll get into Charlie's Angels for a little bit, get our feet wet for a, uh, a second there or two, and then we'll just uh, wrap it up. So uh, let me just read the synopsis here for Ford v. Ferrari. <clears throat> American car designer Carol Shelby's uh, and driver Kim Miles battle corporate, uh, corporate interference, laws of ph uh, physics, and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary race card for Ford um, and challenge Ferrari at the 24 hour of, of the at, at the 24 hours of uh, Le Mans in 1966. So <clears throat> this is a big boomer movie. Oh, it's the ultimate boomer movie. Ultimate boomer movie. It's boomer bait. Boomer. Yeah, literally midway boomer bait. This boomer bait. Uh, what Terminator, Dark Fate, Boomer Bait for sure, absolutely. Um, and this is directed by uh, James Mangold and writers uh, John Henry Butterworth and <clears throat> Jez Butterworth. What names? Uh, yeah, I know those last names. Are, I've never heard those last names before. Um, and stars Matt Damon, Christian Bale, and John Bernthal, as well as our boy Noah Jupe from Honey Boy. So I was very excited to see him in that as well. Um, AMC's getting that next week, apparently. Oh, are they really? I'll definitely yeah. have to. Yeah, we'll definitely have to re uh, review that because um, I want to see it again. Um, <clears throat> so I guess uh, he was also in the Quiet Place as well. Yeah. Oh, that's that's right. He was. Wow. This is a great year for Noah Jupe. Um, kid, kid actors are kid actors are booming. Pile up the roles. They're booming, man. It's it's crazy. They're they're out there. They're uh, taking care of business. Um, same thing with, uh, gosh, what's his name from, uh, Good Boys. He was in Dr. Sleep as well. Um, Jake, I forgot his name. Jacob, Jacob Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay. That, there we go. Jacob Tremblay. So, uh, let's just, uh, 
dive right in. So, what were your initial thoughts about Four of You Ferrari uh, when you saw the trailer? It feels like I saw the trailer like a long time ago. It feels like they've been like pushing it for a while now. I don't know when it actually released, but there were also like three or four different trailers too, which was kind of weird. They yeah. All had, like, they all had different like like feels to them. They all felt like they were different genres. Yeah, and given how long this movie was, it's two hours and 30 minutes, they probably kind of just took little snippets from each hour, each 30-minute mark. It's like, okay, we're going to make this trailer, this trailer, this trailer. But I do agree with you there. It does feel like this, it feels like this movie came out a while ago. And that kind of, like, not it didn't concern me, but I just, like, I knew it was coming up, and I was like, is it out in theaters yet, or is it just kind of just, you know, not, but... It snuck up on us this weekend, so uh, really glad I actually went to go see it. I was looking to uh, see something a little different. Um, it was either that and, you know, the binging on some Disney+, Plus. but I wanted to go to the movies and, uh, you know, check out both uh, Ford v. Ferrari and uh, Charlie's Angels. But, um, yeah, so what were your initial thoughts about after you, like, walked out of the theater? Well, the first thing I texted you was that I said I felt like the longest movie I've ever seen just because... Pacing was very slow, wasn't it? It it felt like I was in that chair for five hours. It It really did. It was really weird. For a second there, I thought I was going to doze off, and I was like... I I definitely dozed off a couple times in the middle. (laughs) That that middle section section was just... It was so... It was was rough. Yeah. Yeah. It it really was. Yeah, and like, and I didn't want to look at my watch at all, because I knew it was two hours and 30 minutes. I'm like, if I keep looking at my watch... You know, it's just gonna go by slower. But um, I really like you know the world building and everything. Like it, it was a, it was a very nice grounded story. And that's what I really appreciated about it. I yeah. really think that in the in the beginning, the world building was really well done, and it felt like it was important. But yeah. In the middle, the middle, they just kept building and kept building. And yeah. I was like, okay, okay, come on. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's what let's let's get up, you know, to where 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 is this movie going? And I and thought then, that more tragic things were gonna happen in the movie. And um, even even the ones that did, they just didn't play feel. emotionally well. They didn't play it for emotion. Yeah, and I really I think what I really enjoyed was the relationship between uh, Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Yeah, the, the acting the acting all around was just really good. Yeah, I think Christian Bale especially was amazing. He it was kind of weird seeing him be someone that charismatic. He's usually kind of either a brooding guy or kind of not as energetic as <laughs> Yeah. He's usually more evil. Yeah, yeah. Or Batman. Yeah. Well, Batman's kind of evil. Not really, but he but yeah, I think he, he, he was really, he did really well in his role. He, he could definitely, what kind of accent was that? Um, I believe. What's the, what's the term for that? So, um, <clears throat> so Christian Bale, he's from Wales, but I yeah. don't know if he was doing an actual like a British accent, or if it was like more of an Irish accent. I know his wife was doing more of like an Irish accent because Noah Jupe, he is from the UK as well. Oh, is he? I thought yeah. he was American actually. No, yeah, I, I'm telling you, man, like <laughs> these Brits, I swear it's so easy for them <laughs> to fall into our accent, but it's so hard for us to fall into theirs. Yeah, Naomi Scott as well. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but yeah, so I, I want to say, I can't really remember, like, and you know, I don't want to be incorrect, but if anyone knows, let us know, um, if you're watching this or listening to this on YouTube, in the comment section down below, or leave us a review on Apple 
podcast letting us know um because i i could be wrong i i mean i could say uk accent but there's so many different types of like british accents you know how there are here in america with american accents so it could whatever, be whatever it was it was very entertaining just hearing him like yell and and, and make jokes yeah i i definitely agree it was See, it, there should have been like a bloody hell counter on on the screen a lot of times you said bloody hell oh my gosh actually um if you watch harry potter and the goblet of fire i think ron weasley says bloody hell like at least 10 to 15 times throughout the entire movie i did a count of it once yeah but yeah yeah he definitely says it a lot but i think that's more of like a curse word um you know over over there across the pond but um man i'm trying to think what else so um i guess uh, the villains in this movie were actually played up pretty well you know you got you got the sleazy guy who works underneath uh henry for the second who's trying to control everything and um you know well their main goal is to you know beat ferrari which you know italia you know they, they they beat them but i feel like there was definitely more of an inner turmoil i feel like that was more of a villainous um aspects versus ferrari because it's like okay yeah we all know ford beats ferrari but it was more of the inner turmoil that i was kind of drawn to within you know shelby's you know his company and then ford going back and forth and it it felt like they went back and forth just too many times like multiple times they went back and forth on who the driver is multiple times they went back and forth on other stuff it just like kept happening yeah it got repetitive yeah, it, it really did. Um, not gonna lie, I thought the guy who played Henry Ford was Paul Giamatti in a fat suit. Okay, no, that's Tracy Letts. I'm sorry, that was my fault. Everyone, I'm terribly, terribly sorry. Getting over Henry cold. Ford the second, aka yes. Deuces. I thought that was cool. That's what they called him. Yeah, and do I do apologize for my voice? I'm getting over a cold, so you know. The uh, you know the the winds are changing for me over here, so I might take a few pauses in between. You know, edit it up and be on our way. Um, so like um, so I guess let's just start. Uh, what, what else did you like about the movie besides um, you know I know we talked more about you know the relationship between uh Matt Damon and Christian Bale, but uh, anything else really stick out to you? I thought the racing scenes were really effective. It, yeah. It's really. It's really hard to to come up with ideas to make racing scenes interesting because they've all been done so many times. So it's hard to keep it fresh, but I think they did a good, good job of that. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of um, you know, in uh, the Phantom Menace uh, for Star Wars when they're um, you know, when Anakin's doing his pod racing. It really they really made you feel like you were, you know, a part of the experience. And it's I feel like it's acts that's really hard to do with racing movies. And, you know, them explaining it, but then, you know, putting you behind the wheel, especially with the scene um, with, you know, uh, Carol Shelby takes uh, Henry Ford, a.k.a. Deuces, uh, for a spin. And, you know, and, and the, what, the $9 million car that he, he spent money on to, to beat Ferrari. And, you know, he's taking him around for a spin and he just he's, he's, he's excited. He's scared and he's. He's like proud all, all at that, the same that time. That part, the boomers could not stop laughing in the theater. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Same here. It's, it's, see, it's, that's, that's also that's one of the biggest gripes I have because that would have been really funny if they didn't show it in the trailer. Yeah, one of the trailers. And like you know, and then what, same thing. Same thing with the scene where they're fighting in the outside. Outside, and the, the wife, yeah. Wife comes up with the chair. 
That, yeah. that would have been really funny if I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. They showed it in the trailer. I agree. As, as soon as, soon as uh, Henry Ford is in the car, I was like, wait, man, I've seen this before. Yeah. I'm like, is this the same movie? And then they like, showed like the two best parts and like the two funniest parts in the trailer. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you there, man. It is, it's insane because I swear I thought that was a different movie. I was like, that's not something else that I've seen. I'm like, oh, that was this movie, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was a different trailer. But the uh, boomers were booming. On that <clears> one. They, they really were. I mean, they, they literally like my, my entire theater was packed. I don't know why. Yeah, I can't remember the last time the theater that I was in was that packed. Honestly, it was pretty packed for me when I went to go see uh, Harriet, which was not that good. It honestly. was uh, elbow to elbow with me. It was crazy. Yeah, it, and I mean, you know, all older people like to talk a lot in the movies, and that definitely happened in my theater. But I mean, they they, they had a kick out of it. They they absolutely loved it. Um, but I'm trying to think, oh, man, like, because I'm trying to think of like a funny or like a really cool moment. I really, I, do. Think, I think my favorite part was when he um was trying to like distract the uh the bad guy, quote unquote. He just walked him into the room, yeah, closing the shutters, and then he walks right that, out. And that was it. pretty funny. That was good. He's locked that in was, his that was office. Real smooth. That was very smooth. He played a really good uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I guess you could say antagonist. Um, because I really just did not like him at all. I was like, yeah. Man, like you really, you know, get underneath my skin. But I did want to touch on Noah Jupe's performance. You know, during the very beginning, I was like, okay, does he just like appear and just not say anything? Yeah, or... it felt it felt really limited. They were like limiting the amount of lines he had throughout. He didn't really get to do too much. Man, once you see Honey Boy, you'll you'll understand why. I'm like, maybe he's just resting after his amazing experience and that his his amazing performance. And if only AMC would step up and get it there sooner. Man, I'm telling you, man. These, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love indie films. I know we're getting a little bit off topic here, but I just really wish that I could just go see every single indie film at AMC because Jojo Rabbit just started playing in my theater. I've only seen it once during our, the Nashville Film Festival, and you know we did our spoiler review on that, but that took a while. Wayne's a marriage story, man. That's going to be crazy. Like, that doesn't head, head out until, I think it's in some theaters now, but it doesn't officially come to Netflix until, like, December. But, yeah. Yeah. But getting back to the review here really quick. Uh, yeah, I know Jupe's performance was, um, it was good. It really was. You know, he he, he played the the, uh, the passerby kid. Um, but when, uh, and spoilers um, as well um, for this one I'm about to say, um, I don't know if people are really worried about uh, Ford versus Ferrari spoilers. Unless... True. Well, when when you know when Ken Miles dies, I didn't really expect it to happen that way. I'm like, oh, he got into another crash. It's like he's gotten into a crash before, but I thought he was going to get into a crash during um, the 24 hour race during yeah, the Yeah, it Mar- felt like it felt like there was like three or four different endings. It just kept. Things yeah. just kept happening. And I understand with longer movies, you kind of want to put the, you know, the epilogue in there as well, which is fine. But, yeah, there was... How many races were in this movie? Was it three? Four? Uh, three or four. Three or four, yeah. And I was like, okay, like, I, I knew the, um, you know, the 24-hour at Le Mans was the big one. Um, But... I mean, like, he, I mean, he, he kicked ass. I mean, I mean, he was, he was driving that race car, man. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. Like, he was... Over seven thousand. Over seven thousand RPM. And he was really handling that pretty well, I'm not gonna lie. 
But, um, but yeah, the um, the death scene it was off screen, which was yeah pretty weird, I think. And then they just like didn't play to any of the emotion that they could have. Yeah, and just skipped to the next scene right after that. I was like, right. uh, I guess he's and it dead, kind of okay. like there's kind of a bit of a tension. I mean, this this um movie's movie's been getting a really good score. I think it's like ninety nine percent audience rating, like a ninety five <clears throat> critics. Like it's been getting very good reviews, and I could totally understand why. This is definitely one of the way more enjoyable biopics that I've ever watched, um, because there's been a lot of duds out there, and they're just like, and like, and this movie is very by the numbers, but I feel like that's okay because it's a biopic. I wasn't expecting anything like amazing or like all these crazy plot twists and turns to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, it, it is it is very by the numbers. It's you know, it is what it is. It's like all right, it, it was oops, sorry. It, it was a good movie, and yeah, I I really don't have any major major issues besides the ones that we've already talked about. Um, the uh, I guess I'll call it the last ending there, where um, he was trying to get over the death six months later. Mm-hmm. They were talk- he was talking to the other guy that they worked with, and the guy was just like, yeah, like the didn't... tall lanky guy. Yeah, he was like, he he just said he didn't get out of the car. I was like, okay, that was weird. Yeah, like his like, he he was, he was talking to Noah Jupe's character earlier. Um, you know when he first gets into the crash where the uh, the brakes give out and that car just catches on fire. I was like, holy crap, he's dead! Like he, he's dead. <clears throat> and then you know they're talking about like how often this has happened, and he's like, oh, he's he's like you know he, he's like your dad um got out of the car, so it's fine. And then it kind of like made because noah obviously with his character was being cautious about like if this could happen again and like yeah it did but it didn't i thought it was going to happen during the big race i didn't think it was just going to happen when he's speed testing another car and then it just kind of happens because the same thing happens uh really quick in downton abbey um with one of the characters matthew um he actually dies on the day that his uh child is born from like a car accident and it kind of just like happens and you don't feel like any emotional connection towards like oh my gosh he just got to a wreck what's happening you know like is he okay it kind of just happens and that's how I feel. There's, there's like there's like no reaction shots either like yeah it just a, a glimpse of the character but then nothing it just cuts to the next scene right yeah it just it just ends and then you know it kind of just goes into everything and else. then they, they they did the wrench thing again they did that like three or four times i was like really back yeah. to the wrench like i the understand wrench. it's a kind of a funny funny little little thing but to do it like three or four times is just too much yeah i i totally agree I was... Un- unrelated to the movie but towards the end one of the boomers sitting next to me or around me just had just an ass blast of a fart just Oh, ruined my. the mood for me at the end. How about how badly did it smell? It smelled like his diaper was full. Oh my god! <laughs> his caretaker it was rough. Caretaker took him. You know, his it's one day out of the month. You go see him yeah. and choose his four V Ferrari. Yeah, I feel you. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, my audience is pretty uh pretty chill. A few whispers here and there, but that always happens. It happened when I went to go see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The first time, literally, this old couple was talking through the entire movie. And I was like, if you're going to talk through this entire movie, you might as well just waited to watch this on TV. 
Because, I mean, I was going to go see it a second time, but, like, I definitely had to go see it a second time because I couldn't understand what was going on. I don't, I don't usually get talkers too often. Hmm. And farting is... Farting is a new but... one. Talking, that happens yeah. to me all the time. Uh, did you want to get into scores for this one really quick? Yeah, go ahead and uh, give yours. All right, so for this one, um, I'm actually just... I'm going to give it a solid 78. I think it is a really good movie. I'm not much of a car person myself, but um, I really did enjoy the races. I enjoyed, you know, as I've said, the relation, the chemistry between Matt Damon and Christian Bale. I thought they did a phenomenal job. Uh, Christian Bale's, you see, and I was going back and forth to see whose character was my favorite. And I think I've settled on Christian Bale. I don't know why. Maybe because we just shared the same name. Um, But Matt Damon did a really good job. Yeah, he was really good, too. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to sell it on 78 out of 100. What about you? I'm going to go with a, a 71. That's what I was thinking when I got out. Um, overall, it was a really well-made. It was it was a pretty well-written movie. And like I said before, the acting was all really good. Mm-hmm. But the pacing and just the length overall kind of just felt like I was just sitting there forever. And then I really didn't like the ending. Like, I know there's only so much you can do for true stories about the ending, but... They didn't really sell it as well as they could have. Yeah, and I'm not sure how factual accurate this is. I'm I'm assuming it is, um, given you know the reactions between the audience and the critics. Unlike uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, because you know they had to change a bunch of stuff around just to make it interesting. Um, but you know, if if everything is as factual as as it can be, um, you know, and this is an indie movie, which is really you know good. Uh, you know, it's not one of those big, you know, blockbusters, but um, yeah, it was it, it was a good time. Um, will I see it again? Probably not if it's on TV or something or if it comes on like a streaming service. Yeah, I, I watch it again then, but I wouldn't go out watch, watch it on Father's Day. Oh, definitely a dad movie. It definitely is. a dad. Wow, man, killing it today. Definitely is a dad movie. Absolutely. Um it's gonna <clears throat> pop up on, on TNT or FX one day. Yeah, and Dad's or, just gonna be sitting there watching it. Right. I was gonna say ABC, but ABC is no more. It's Freeform. So, or FFFXX. It's another one. I've yeah, for you. that one's that one exists too. Forgot about that one, man. Or maybe TV Land. Definitely see this as a TV. No, not yeah. Really. Maybe in like fifty years. Um, but I guess yeah. Let's just uh, hop that into our. Uh, Charlie's Angels review. Baby, don't make I think women can do anything. Just because they can doesn't mean they should. <laughs> but I have so many talents. It's like I'm powerful with a oh, just a decoy, Stan. That's just the way you make me feel. Who steals? Your manager need money. Outstanding angels. All right, so yeah, let's um, Charlie's Angels. It was it's it's gonna be brief, like you said, very brief. Um, so let's just uh, <laughs> I'll just get into some. I, I, I was like, I was kind of like, I had some good hopes because we both like Naomi Scott a lot. Um, yeah. Kristen Stewart's pretty solid. Uh, the new, the other one's definitely a newbie, but she seemed pretty good. So I was excited, but I think her name is Ella Balinska. Uh, yeah, Balinska. sounds right. Yeah, but so let's just, um, you know, we're kind of just, this is our first double feature review thing. So um, let's just get into it. I'll just read the synopsis here really quickly. Um, 
when a young uh, systems engineer blows the whistle on a dangerous on a dangerous technology, Charlie's Angels are called into action, putting their lives on the line to protect us all. That's it. That's the entire synopsis of this movie. Directed by Elizabeth Banks. Uh, writers, Elizabeth Banks, a, a screenplay. And then Eva, I cannot pronounce this last name, uh, Speliotopoulos. Um, you, also, you also didn't get the first name. It's Evan. Evan? Where? Elizabeth? Wait. He said Ava. Oh my gosh, I did say Ava, didn't I? Wow. My gosh, I'm all over the place. Anyway, directed by Elizabeth Banks. Writed, writers, Elizabeth Banks. Evan uh, Stipulopoulos. My bad. Yeah. Not Good Eva. Enough. Whatever. Um, my bad, everybody. Um, stars Kristen Stewart and Naomi Scott and um, Ella Belinska. She's like the super tall uh, British girl. So, and then Naomi Scott is the other British girl with an American. Who's accent. American? Um, so, thoughts, initial thoughts about this movie, Devin. Um, as it, as it kept going, um, I was enjoying myself a decent amount, but there were just a lot of parts where I just find myself cringing. Whether it be like a really lame line, bad jokes, or some like yeah, bad jokes, like some really not good action. They just like they they kept doing slow mo on parts that weren't exciting. I was yeah. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, this this why movie. Are doing, why are we doing a slow mo where she's throwing a tracker on a man, just throwing something? That's not really. It's not very heavy. dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely know what you mean. I mean, this this movie is very. Um, you know, it's it's an action movie. Um, it's definitely one of those movies you can just go and turn your brain off and have a really good time with it. Um, there are a lot of, a lot of uh, cliches and tropes for like spy action movies. Yeah, like definitely. All of them. Maybe you know, I'm, I don't think I'm really much of a spy person, Devin. I didn't really like the new Mission Impossible all that much. I mean, I thought it was good, but I'm just not a spy person. Maybe that's why I didn't really like this movie that much. I wanted to like this movie a lot because I mean, I remember seeing the you know the previous Charlie, uh, the original Charlie's Angels when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, this this seems pretty cool, but just overall, I'm just not a big spy person. I definitely think that um, <clears throat> Kristen Stewart was the best part of this movie to be completely honest with you um but her, that's just me it was, it was she was like she she did good in her role but it was just kind of random that's how i would describe the whole movie it's just it was just random it really was, was random random yeah like i honestly and like we talked about this before we started recording i couldn't even really really tell you what the movie was about because like i was like on my phone half the time because i just lost interest it wasn't that it was bad. I was like, you know, I went to mainly go see it. You know, I mean, this is Elizabeth Banks writing a movie. And I was like, you know, it's written by women. And it's very, it is very pro-women. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Um, you know, it's 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 women empowerment. It's just bleeding through this movie all all around. And, you know, there's a lot of people when I um, in my theater when I, when I went to go see it. And they liked it a lot. And that is totally fine. I'm just not a spy person. And it just so happens that this movie was just the next spy movie that just didn't really, and actually really didn't even do that well. I think it got three million, was it? Yeah, we, we can we can touch on that a little bit later. Yeah, kind of a, a trend going on. Yeah, a trend. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah. So I guess it kind of like it kind of mm. weirdly reminded me of Pitch Perfect Three. I haven't even just seen like, that movie. Just kind of just randomness, and that's also Elizabeth Banks. It's just kind of like randomness with weird action parts that aren't really good action yeah and i also i also hate the hacker role cliche it's in every action movie 
And it's just, seem, it just seems so unrealistic. Yeah, the guy slash lady in the chair. Yeah, this one's Naomi Scott. Just I can hack into <laughs> anything in the world just mm-hmm. with a keyboard and and, and a that's mouse it. and a mouse, <laughs> keyboard, mouse, and a monitor. It's that easy. Yeah, and her her character was very you know naive throughout the entire movie. Kind of reminded me of uh, Danny from the ter- uh, new Terminator movie, and then she. <laughs> yeah kind of like starts doing stuff like she was kind of but just then the there. stuff she was doing like the, the part where she had to fight off that one guy using a, a keyboard and mouse i guess yeah that was so bad yeah i mean i really did like all the gadgets and toys where you know she's flipping out when you know they walk into like the closet with all like the room but they didn't they like, didn't really use that many though the main yeah. thing they used was the mentos thing they used that multiple times right and I, I think honestly, the I think the funniest line for me, or one of the funniest lines, is when Na- Naomi Scott gets like her bracelet that has like you know her mic in it, and they're doing like a mic check, and it kind of reminds me of like you know all their friends, you know, we're all on Discord, and then someone just is like breathing in or like talking to your mouth like way way too much, and then Elizabeth Banks is like, you don't have to like talk straight into your mic. Yeah, she was like, good. yeah, that was funny, but. Um. Yeah. I. I don't. I just don't have much to say about this movie. Man. And then Noah Centennial being in it was just like, really? Why? Yeah. I mean, the Netflix and, and, king himself and Patrick Stewart. I think he. The Patrick Stewart part was so it was too easy to see coming. Yeah, I think this movie was pretty predictable too. Yeah. To a to a T. Um, it's just and, and I hate ripping on it so much because. You know, when when it comes to movies about you know women empowerment, um, you know I think that's a very important thing for you know girls to go to the movies and see you know these these women in these lead roles, um, for role models and, and inspiration of um you know as as they grow up because everyone has like a role model of someone that they love watching on in the movies or on TV, um, as they grow up you know kind of relate to them and you know and. It gets them to be excited for you know their their later projects. Um, it just it just kind of fell flat for me. Just overall, I really wish it was better because I mean th- this cast is is really it's overall really good. It's just I think the writing was just very um, at times was very it was just like a dud. But I mean everyone that I wanted to go see it with you know they laughed at all the jokes. You know, you know, there's a bunch of women in the audience. They they loved it. So I guess that that's definitely all that matters to me. I think it would have been cool if they were able to get the the early two thousands angels to make an appearance because they showed them a few times like on screens and stuff. Yeah, but they never actually had a cameo. 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 Yeah, that is very true. And then like at the end, while the credits were rolling, they showed like other angels. I guess trying to set up a sequel. That part was frustrating. Oh yeah, I mean. Like, but Haley Steinfeld shows up, at, like, while the credits are rolling. Like, it would have been cool if she was in the movie, but yeah, she's just kind of here now, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, mean, you, I think she would have been really good in, in this role as one of the uh, new angels, uh, to be completely honest with you. Um, yeah. But, hey, I mean, it is what it is. And um, I, I just, I don't know. It just was, like, I mean, this is definitely not the worst movie I've seen this year. So that's really good. It's just, it, it, it was random, like you said. I mean, anything else you wanted to touch on? Or? Uh, I think that's it. All right, so what would you give? I, just, I also really hated the bad guys, like almost all of them. It's yeah. 
enjoyable. I agree. I mean, yeah, because even on IMDb, it's like the rating right now is like a four point four out of ten. And like, I mean, if, if they want to set up a sequel, it definitely has to redeem this that, one. I, like I don't like show. movies that keep doing that, trying to set up sequels when you don't even have like the series established. Alita did it too. Yeah, like, that is very true. Yeah, it's just you're just so cocky at that point that the movie's gonna pay well, off. So, so so did Venom, but it's like I yeah. think people forget that movies don't necessarily have to be good in order to make bank. Venom was not a good movie in my opinion. I also think it's a little different with post credit scenes. Yeah, right. But like, I mean, I'm pretty sure they announced them working on a Venom two before the movie even came out. Or I'm, yeah. I might be getting my movies mixed up. But but yeah, that, that definitely is a trend. And I don't like that. And we're like, oh, you know, we have a sequel in the works. It's like, well, slow your roll, bro. You know, we got to see how this movie does in the theaters as Especially well. with how these uh these remakes are doing in the box office, which is the trend I was referring to. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's three that's three in a row. Three pretty big properties that kind of are bombing at the box office. Terminator, this, Dr- and Doctor Sleep. And... Men and, and and Men in Black, honestly. Yeah, Men in Black tanked as well. Yeah, Pe- people are kind of talking with their wallets at this point. They're trying to tell Hollywood that they're tired of the the remakes. Yeah, and the, and the reboots. Yeah, the the reboots definitely have to stop. And I get that Disney's doing it. I mean, obviously, but I mean, The Lion King just wasn't that good. I think the best act, live action remake Disney's done so far is Aladdin and that also has Naomi Scott in it so if you haven't seen it it actually is pretty good I liked it um, but yeah dude, it's this whole you know they're trying to bring back like you know like the late 80s early 90s early 2000s movies you know we have Bad Boys 3 coming out in like what January and usually movies in January don't do that well or just the beginning of the year the first quarter of the year it's just not a good look. I mean, I don't know how well that movie's going to do. I think they're making Coming to America, too, um, which, I mean, I'll see how it is, which is fine. I'm trying to think if there's any other reboots in the work right now because it's just, it's just not working. And, yeah. And, like, you know, we've said this before. Like, Indies is where it's at right now. People want new original stories. Not the same rehash stories over and over. It's like, oh, well, you know, let's let's get people's like in and, and nostalgia only goes so far, at least for me. I mean, this is really big in the world of gaming as well. Like Nintendo and Sony, especially Nintendo, does it like a lot. But it's like they just keep rolling off that dough. Same thing with Hollywood. It's like p- people are gonna go see this movie and you know what? Um, Aquaman made like what a billion dollars. That movie was not good at all, in my opinion. It was just not good, and like that kind of just goes back to me saying movies do not need to be good in order to make a um in in order to be critically acclaimed. And I mean, it, look, look at Spider Spider Verse. You know, like yeah, that they had the teaser of there possibly being like a second Spider Verse, but you know, it doesn't just like happen like a year or two later it's, it's, all, it's also not the main ending like this it was, from this movie is kind of like the main ending like it right. just kind of stopped and then they went into that yeah like if, if they wanted it to be a trilogy they should have set it up as one and or just like if they wanted to be a sequel they should have i think the sequel should have better uh, should have it should have been more it should have been executed better i'm sorry i'm Trying to find the right words. I actually, here. I actually feel like the cringe counter for me was was pretty similar between this and Aquaman. 
Like yeah, the amount of amount of times I cringed was pretty pretty close, probably. Yeah, not gonna lie, honestly, I think those are the two movies um, between these past two years. Um, I actually like just took up my phone and was just like messing around with it while the movie was playing because I just wasn't that interested in it. And you know, the cast can only you know the actors can only do so much. Yeah, they, they all did their jobs. Like all the acting was right. Solid. Yeah, they 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 recited their lines, you know. They 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 you know they went through the script. Like they can only do so much, so it's like you know that definitely falls on the writing, and the execution from the director um, as well. So it just it is what it is, man. I don't know. Um, did you want to get into scores? Yeah. All right. So um, what would you give this bad boy? These bad Charlies, these Charlie's Angels, out of a hundred. Um. I'll go with like it's one of the lower scores we both probably ever given, but yeah, it just it just wasn't anything special. It just wasn't that enjoyable. Yeah, I agree. I was actually gonna go with the forty out of a hundred because it just that might be it. That might be all time low. <laughs> I think so. Broke a record. Yeah, <laughs> it just you know I'm I'm on my if, if if I'm checking my phone during the movie mm-hmm. and you know if, if 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 I'm not thinking about this movie like oh, yeah, I was definitely checking my phone too. Yeah. Like, and I'll and, definitely forget everything about this movie a week from now. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think if you feel like it's a really good rule of thumb, like if you're not thinking about this movie like a week after, then it just didn't really impact you that well. But you know, great job all around to everyone involved. Yeah, it, it does suck because I don't know about you, but I I was definitely excited going in because I thought I was too. The, the, I was the fresh, very excited. The fresh, the fresh new actors that they infused, I thought they could help out. But yeah, especially with Kristen Stewart making a comeback. With a lot of the roles that she's in, she's also she also did a uh, YouTube video actor on actor with uh, Shia LaBeouf, and like yeah, I saw that, that was really good. Watch it yet. Yeah, she's been uh, doing a lot of promo lately. She really has. Sense. She's in that new underwater movie that's coming out. Um, I think it's February, January. Unfortunately, January. yeah. Mm. Well, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Our movies go to die. Literally, it's like uh, it's like the Sahara Desert. It's man. like it's, it's like whenever I see a trailer and then I see at the end coming January, just like oh, uh, coming uh, January, February, like March is kind of starts picking back up in April, but it's like those first two months, man, it's it's rough, yeah, very very rough. But um, yeah, I guess that uh, pretty much wraps it up here. Thank you, Devin, for uh, coming on as always, and thank you everyone for listening uh, to our double feature film optics uh, review with Four uh, V Ferrari and Charlie's Angels. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Anchor, and Stitcher. And if you want to, which we really, really want you to do, is leave a review, leave like a written review or five star. Uh, review or however many stars you think that we deserve on iTunes. It really would help us out to uh, just uh, you know see where we need to uh, areas where we need to improve on and bring the uh, best quality content that we can. Um, uh, we have a lot. There's a lot of movies coming out next week, Devin. There's a yeah, lot. And I'm I'm going home next weekend, so it yeah. might be a little little tricky. It will be very tricky. Hopefully, we can get our knives out review. Knives Out definitely Friday. Yeah, Knives Out definitely Friday watching and reviewing so we can get that out. Um, Frozen, we we might have to wait until you come back to do that one. Or we could do Thursday and be weird, strange adults alone in the theater. Will we, though? I don't know. Just make sure to, like, get a seat 
in like the far back. <laughs> Is it if that's even possible? If that's bought right. Dude, I didn't even try to get take a check because well, you know, AMC's doing this whole thing where it's like, you know, you you have your three reservations, but like one of them is used up for knives out, which doesn't come out until this month. But I've had that slot used for like a month. And Star Wars I've had for at least like a month, month and a half. They really need yeah. to uh figure out a way how to do that because I feel like it should be month by month. Like, okay, here are your slots used for the month of November or the month of December, or October, or January, or whatever. <clears throat> but yeah, we will definitely have to get into that. So definitely look out for a knives out review. I'm very excited to see this movie. So it's just oh man. I'm 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 more pumped for that than Frozen 2. Um so we're just doing a little bit more of an early access review for it. So definitely keep a lookout for that. And we will see you guys in the next one. Peace.